Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello, I'm Tim from Siren Sister, and you're listening to Dane Baptiste Questions Everything. My question is, animals or babies? Okay, here comes the show. And remember, question everything. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Dane Baptiste Questions Everything, a podcast with myself, comedian, writer, and occasional actor, Dane Baptiste, my producer friend, Howard Cohen, a.k.a. The Hizzer. Hello! And a mix of a very special guest pose the questions that need to be asked, and we are talking everything from... We are talking everything from Tim from Siren Sester's question, what would you rather have, animals or babies? Um, I've got both. Do I have to choose? <laughs> I think that's a weirdly loaded question because aren't all uh, infant versions of animals all babies? Yeah, and in some ways babies are animals. So I don't think you can separate that really, Tim. No offence, mate. But, um... but in a case of you choosing Homo sapiens over other baby species, then what would you say, Howard? What would you prefer? Yeah, I, I like my children. I, well, I mean, yeah, they're all right, you know. So I'll I'll go with babies, Tim. Uh, Dane, who do you, who do you want to choose? I would say that... Uh, well, I guess either way, I'd care for them the same. But I suppose if I was going to have a choice, I would go for babies. Yeah. Uh, but then, I mean, neither of us can make babies, Howard, so I'm not sure how much of a choice well, we have. That would be a hell of a podcast, mate. Uh, but suffice to say, on this podcast, we ask and answer all the questions, don't we, Dave? Absolutely. No question is too big, too small, too infantile or too feral. And if you do like the show, please rate and review it on Apple Podcasts or follow us on Spotify and you'll never miss an episode. Or you can subscribe to us on Acast, the world's biggest podcast network. We can hear all of our very special questions being asked and answered by our very special guests. With that being said, on today's show is a comedy supergroup who do improvised hip hop that pays homage to one of the most successful musicals on stage. They are also known for doing improv on historical figures and celebrities of your choosing. Genghis Khan, Paul Hollywood, and Kim Kardashian, just to name a few. After sold-out runs in Chicago, New York, and Los Angeles, they have been named one of the top five comedy shows by the New York Times, and they are now based here in the United Kingdom, currently doing the largest arts festival in the world at the Edinburgh Fringe Festival 2022, and they have taken the time to come and speak to us and question everything on the podcast. So please, put your hands together and welcome Katie Berry and Raquel Palmas from Shabbleton. Hey! Well, hello. 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 Clap. Nice. Us. That's a great intro. Those are How sultry, Raquel. <laughs> how are you guys? Would you choose animals or babies? Now, when it says have animal, does this mean like to eat or to... Um, <laughs> Probably to look after. I know you uh, might not. Eat eat or plan- uh, uh, plan- uh, no. Well, that changes my answer. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I would yeah. rather, I would way rather have an animal. Right, yeah, because less, less, <laughs> less um, pregnancy stuff, right? It's pregnancy yeah, stuff, yeah. Tough, tough I'm a... you could, I mean, you can adopt kids too, by the way, Howard. You know that, right? Sure. That's but... why I wasn't sure I wanted to answer the question straight away, oh, because right, yeah. it's, uh, two, uh, it's two institutions we have in society 
where you can essentially provide a home for somebody uh, who may not necessarily share your DNA mm. uh, or someone who wasn't present for their for their birth and uh, can still give the same amount of love. Yeah. Raquel, um, do you, do you uh, go for baby or animal? I'm, I'm a I'm a I'm a dog girl myself, so it's going to be an Sweet. animal for me as well. Um, You've got two modern women with yeah, uteruses. Yeah, with strong ironclad mm. ovaries over here. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's a lovely visualization for our audience. And um, uh, well, I mean, we're going to get into what you guys do in Shambleton at some point, I imagine, in this in this episode. But it's probably time for a question, isn't it, Dane? As, as the format of this show dictates. Absolutely, Katie. And Raquel, as our very esteemed guest, we'd like to invite you to ask the first question, which can be any question you would like, which Howard and I would like to discuss for you guys for about 15 minutes and some change. And then my producer friend Howard Cohen here would like to pose a question to you to discuss for the same amount of time. And then in a weird attempt at improv, I'm going to ask you a question as well, which I'd like you guys to uh, answer for about 15 minutes to discuss. And then we'd love for you to tell our listeners where they can find out about your great works, past, present and future, titanium uteruses included. How does that sound? That sounds great. I look Good. forward to learning a lot today. And extra points for uh, finishing each other's sentences as well, yeah. but no pressure to do so. Yeah. So let's let's hear your question, guys. Was nine eleven an inside job? <laughs> <laughs> okay, your beams did not melt. Great episode, guys. Yeah, you know the conspiracy theories that I still like. Oh my god, that was ten years ago. Mm. Haven't you moved well, on to the next one? On the yeah. yeah, there's so many conspiracies now; it's hard to even get through them. Um, yeah. No, and also the answer is George Soros. So let's try another one. <laughs> Raquel, take it away. Our question is: How do you honor yourself as you are changing with the different relationships in your life? Oh God, Ooh. what has inspired this question, you insightful human beings? Ah, uh, you know, just just life uh, and the pursuit of joy. <laughs> And a lot of uh, self-help books. Um. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because it's, it's a very introspective question. That's not a criticism. I mean, uh, you know, Katie, do you find it easy to kind of honor yourself while still adapting to the, the people around you? Well, you know, Raquel and I kind of chatted a little bit about this question. I personally think that honoring yourself is allowing yourself the flexibility to change and grow and remove people add people from your life etc at all um so yeah i i think change is honor but i think i think in specifically with relationships people feel the urge to um change is scary so they want to like ah like grip on with golem hands and uh they don't want people to grow away from them so it's like uh making peace with it i mean i'm gonna dive in for a, a, give a bit of this dane before before you i reckon you're gonna you're gonna have oh, some stuff feel, to say here feel free howard yeah. honor yourself thanks and man great thanks answer. uh and you know, yeah, my full support howard my full support as you I, i'm is. gonna use the phrase here um comfort zones right i think that's a very interesting thing that you kind of often ignore or people don't focus on in their lives. And, and, and sometimes a comfort zone feels like a beautiful thing, right? You know, you, 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 I would suggest that you guys uh, performing uh, improvised musical comedy every night 
Um, that, maybe, that also has to ride very well. I, yeah, and like that's a tricky comfort zone for any human. I don't care how, you know, you guys are obviously amazing at doing it, but like you're still pushing your comfort zones, right? Because every yeah. night it's different, you know? Um, and that's a big old... Big old challenge. (laughs) Yeah, I was going to say, I don't think that's a VZ. Whereas, you know, kind of, you feel like a good example is, you know, you know how you have a friend and then you go over and see them and then they've got other friends there you don't know. And that that affects that comfort zone, right? That's why you asked who going to be there. Mm. Mm. Who all going to be there? But it's good for you to get out of your comfort zone because you might become friends with with them, right? So that's where honouring yourself, it's like... Well, you, you know, you have your comfort zone that you live in. And I'm not sure it's such a healthy thing, Dane. Yeah. I, um, I'm inclined to agree that part of it involves uh, being, being prepared to step out of comfort zones. But that being said, I feel like honouring yourself is a necessity that you have to do initially before you begin to broach attempts to maybe increase your social circle or adjust it or be a part of a flourishing relationship, whether that is romantic or platonic, because I feel like being able to honor yourself involves setting a standard for yourself and providing maybe a foundation of self-worth, reinforcing self-esteem, so that these things are not under threat or are not vulnerable to being attacked or depleted. If any of these new situations you put yourself in prove to be quite toxic, mm. well, for example, they're like, I guess speaking professionally, Owning yourself would be maybe recognizing the fact that you've been able to work towards being in a particular position. Um, and that same advantageous position might mean, uh, you now have a new opportunity where you may not necessarily be the most, uh, competent person in the room in a particular skill. And while that means that you can be open to critique from said room or said, uh, social group, it doesn't mean that you should be open to attack just because people might perceive themselves to be your, creative superiors so in that case i feel like you could i haven't got what it takes yet but i've gotten here and i'm in the position to learn and adapt and that's an instance where i think you should honor yourself because i think if you don't have that retrospective time to Mm. appreciate what you've gotten even though you may be facing a new challenge then it's much more likely that you'll crumble under that challenge or how you think you're perceived by others or failure to honor yourself may make a lot difficult more difficult for you to realize your potential within that new paradigm yeah well i i think yeah I, it's an interesting way of looking at it i mean there are just those times in life where you kind of feel like you're out of place right and you're not have, yeah. you're not being you which i don't know what you got how you guys find that it's imposter syndrome or survivor's guilt and i think honoring yourself is uh that's why i say it's more of a necessity uh, before even broaching new groups, because especially in the creative industry, survivor's guilt can be a real issue. Like if you're able to poke above the sea of uh, other aspiring creatives, then there's already that kind of survivor's guilt. We are kind of like, did I make it because I was there? So did, and you know, you hear from the tractors, oh, well, maybe they're ticking boxes or you're a token. And mm. these are kind of, and these things can give you an inferiority complex, which is why it's important to kind of honor yourself and yeah, sing when you're winning because you don't know, uh, because if you, what happens instead, I think if you, if it's not something you're able to observe autonomously, then we all fall into the trap. And I'm guilty of this as anybody of seeking validation externally. Mm. And even though that uh, validation can sometimes appear to be positive, if you are that dependent on that uh, positive reinforcement from others, then it can very easily become very distorted 
And irrespective of whether it's positive or not, your actions in pursuit of said reinforcement can uh, have a negative effect on you if you're always trying to seek honor from elsewhere. Because sometimes it might not be forthcoming and doesn't mean it's reflection on your skill. But, um, you know, if you don't believe in yourself, who the fuck will? Right? Okay. There's clicking and yeah. hands gestures from both of our guests. I mean, do, how often do you doubt yourself in these scenarios that we're talking about, guys? Uh, um, I think it's a healthy to have a, a, an amount of doubt, I think, in your life as well. So you're always challenging that like inner core belief in who you are, always checking in with self. Uh, I think when we're doing improv on the stage, I think there's not much space to have the doubt because you got to trust that first impulse. Uh, and then also trust that the group of people you're performing with have your back and are with you and whatever very silly and very brilliant choice you are making uh, in and of the moment, which is great because it's a, a larger life lesson to trust that whatever choices you're making within your life, uh, the universe, God, however you want to deal with spirit, your spirituality has got your back and, you know, the good things will fall in line in accordance with the choices that you make as long as you're doing it in good faith and, and trusting who you are. Yeah. So, so Katie, what are your thoughts on what, what, what we're just doing? Okay. So my thoughts on the whole thing, um, I think Dane hit on a, a big one for me, which is imposter syndrome. I also have been thinking a lot about just in society that artists are very, uh, it's seen like as a frivolity or a hobby or like lazy almost. And no one really cares until you hit celebrity status. Um, until then, they kind of see you as like a drain on society. <laughs> or, Historically, uh, creators, we've been like maybe one, one peg above sex yeah, workers. Yeah, really. And yeah. so it's so funny because like if you were born and you were like, man, I really want to be an accountant. That's my dream, mom and dad. Like your whole life would be like, ah, just like boop, boop. Here's your life. It's easy. and Everyone likes you. Um, but being an artist is like from the time I was little, it's just like, that's not, that's not going to make you money. That's not stable. Or like other people, like you have to be beautiful. You have to be thin. You have to be this like starlet. Like you're not one of the chosen ones and don't fool yourself into thinking you are. Um, so Stay down here with me in the pit of capitalism. Yeah, absolutely. Where it's safe. Absolutely. Yeah. And so it takes like, so you basically, I think for me, and I think for a lot of people, you find yourself taking the safe route and ending up at rock bottom. And you're like, wait, this is what the world wanted for me this is what you said was the same and you go there you go because you said it would i'd be happy this way are you happy adult and they go i'm a fucking adult how dare you ask me questions yeah, basically and then you're like well i'm not happy so fuck this i'm gonna go do improv <laughs> and um because i realized i was like i would rather do comedy and be fucking destitute and do what i love than be stuck one more minute in a goddamn office you know doing xyz um so but i think like yeah as you start the climb like the imposter syndrome the constant like second guessing it's like a mental hurdle constantly um so you have to continuously check it's, very, it's very difficult as a human being to plan a trajectory when there is no sort of so maybe a geometric shape that yeah. you can ascend yeah so like you know there's a corporate ladder you're able to climb right and you're also able to climb a hierarchy of rank if you're in the armed forces for example any kind of like institution whereas there is no real like linear or ascending path you can go through when you are being a creative because essentially it's a 
paradigm of achievement you're creating for yourself. Yeah, and everybody's yeah, journey is completely different. You cannot you cannot compare yourself to other people and we're basically especially women like we're very um taught like everything's about comparison. Everything is about being more like this like archetype of what a woman is. So unlearning that so that you can just fucking exist and do your art is so tough but so it's so rewarding like i love where i am in life i wanted to ask a quick follow-up question are there any recognized methods of or should i save it howard for yeah i'll save it okay save it man save it man Let, let's let's end that scene and then move um, into, the, into the next one how it's going to set it up hiring for your small business if you're not looking for professionals on linkedin you're looking in the wrong place that's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Yeah, nice step. Improv, really good. Um, no, it was a really good question, and I really enjoyed, yeah, kind of kind of hearing everyone take on it because it all feels like a different take, yet the same take. Uh, and I think your point about being creatives is a really valid one because uh, the, I often will talk to people who will be, you know, like friends who, like, ask me about my career, and I tell them, a, you know, a ream of nonsense that's been going on for the last however many months on whatever projects I'm on. And um, they go, oh, it sounds really interesting. I'm like, yeah, but it's challenging. And they're like, yeah, but it's ups and downs, right? And I'm like, yeah. And they're like, everyone always says, yeah, it's better than just monotony. Uh, and I think that is a, is, a, is, a, is a key element to what we've talked about. Monotony will never mm. be the champion of existence. Uh, <laughs> I put that on a T-shirt if anyone wants it. Um, I'm selling them <laughs> from the back of my house um uh i'm not i'm not that's just improv um right so uh my question <laughs> is <laughs> everyone's laughing at me listeners i wanted to be clear everyone's laughing <laughs> in fact someone's actually fallen off their <laughs> katie's back fine it looks like they found the improv wall at the back of your house howard <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, well done well done me um, uh, my question's gonna be odd difficult look just deal with it guys all right you fucking bring improv on. for you know a bring it. let's just do deal it, with it bring it okay fine i'm bringing it on right musical theater theater i spin to it you know 
I'm not digging it. I'm not going to lie to you. I'm not. I'm not a fan. Uh, and I can give you the real crux of it, right? <laughs> Someone's now crying. Listen, Katie's now cry. Looks like you're crying. I'm not. I've got nothing against what you do. Obviously, as a your Shamilton thing. I believe great. you. And I've been not. to a show that's Showstop. Of course. Show that I've been to Showstoppers. <laughs> Showstoppers in the UK, run by Pippa. Well, run by Pippa Evans was the lovely lady, right? And, and you know. I was really entertained, you know, but I generally go to theatre, musical theatre stuff, and I, I'm dragged to it by family. People buy it as pre- oh, it's a nice Christmas present. Go to see this play, and I sit down. This happened a, a little while ago. I sat down for this play, and, you know, I've got family there, lovely night out, and the guy comes out, he says the first line of the play, and I honestly want to get up and walk out because it's I not I told for you me. to not go and watch yeah. Fuck Howard, the musical. Yeah, like- <laughs> <laughs> yeah it, got, it got great. It got great reviews it won like uh, every olivia (laughs) (laughs) so the question is what am i missing what is it what is it it? why can't i get on with this because it's like they pull me out like it's because i feel like there's a bloke there and i know Mm. he's not he's an actor i know this i just can't what how do i what am i just i'm an idiot i'm phrasing this question howard what is, what is it about musical or theatre or what is it about theatrical performance? Yeah, shit on my life. <laughs> yeah, Howard. Howard, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Why are you yeah. two fucking alive? Is uh, that- yeah. What is this? What, is, what am I missing? What am I missing? No, I mean, my brother, just to give you one extra point here, my brother, I said this to my brother a few weeks ago and he said to me, you're an idiot and you just don't go and watch anything yeah. good that you would like Honestly, and that yeah. might be the simple honestly yeah i'll say this i'll say this i also i have an attention span that is like i love seeing theater but like the reason why i love french is because everything's an hour or less (laughs) because when i buckle up for a broadway Mm. play even the best play that i love i'll be like there'll always be a point where i'm like get me the fuck out of here like i just i think we have dwindling attention spans so i think that's one thing but also i think like yeah you're probably watching the wrong theater like there are so many fucking genres like truly if you want to see someone like blow paint bubbles out of their asshole like you can find that um you can go do that uh so i think it's just like i'm gonna i'm gonna say now okay if if i can't find that well it's my show so and it's it's not Shambleton, but it's my other show I do. Um, so just like DM me. It's on OnlyFans. Bubble butt. Uh, it's, like, it's called what's popping. <laughs> what's popping? And she's in a she's in a Mary Mary Poppins costume. She's in a Mary Poppins yeah, costume. Yeah, yeah. It's very very period. But I'm like, I would like say like go out and experiment and like try different things. I, I guarantee there's something out there that would tickle your fancy. Yeah, as um, mm. a theater maker mm. and degree holder. <laughs> <laughs> and um, someone who like, has committed really their life to a craft. As, as people yeah. have forgone families to... Yeah, 100%. Of it, oh, my family's abandoned me for my craft. Um, or I've abandoned them, rather. <laughs> no, I'd say that there's... Uh, I think you got to go in with a little bit uh, less of a, a mindset that you're... Um, like that you're you're looking at it i think you might be looking at it from the wrong angle as well i think if you go in knowing that you're watching Mm. a representation of the world outside of you whether it be um an attempt at it or 
uh, an actual well-executed thing. It's more of exciting. The art itself is the exciting thing, and it's not necessarily like, oh, this is not this isn't what I want. Uh, I think if you are looking at it again from a different mm. angle, because it's like the whole for me anyway. The whole point of the art is to elicit something. So the fact that you're like, oh, I hate this, it's, it's doing its job and it's eliciting something that you know that's not for you. But it's, I, I'd say the art is at the foundation yeah. of truly everything we do in this life. Uh, uh, and I obviously I must stress that me saying this question is trying to be a bit provocative, just because I find it fascinating yeah. that. It, I get this reaction. Are you allowed to say right? which musical you've seen, Howard? Because I'd be interested to see well, maybe why yeah, it's put you off. Yeah, or so, how many so, you have so, seen, because I know I, I've also no, not I, seen I, many I, musicals myself. Yeah, there's um there's a musical called And Juliet, I think it's called, uh, in London. Yes. Okay, well, I also don't like jukebox musicals. <laughs> yeah. oh. um, it was a jukebox musical? Yeah. Of course you didn't like that. <laughs> no, like, truly? I got bought the tickets, Katie. I got bought the tickets. Wait. I don't, I, I, you what know. tickets for your bachelorette yeah. party? Um, what the fuck, Helen? <laughs> yeah. Uh, if we're being honest, yeah. I think, like, musicals, yeah. It's, uh, there's... There's a musical by The Who called, uh, it's called Tommy, and yeah. it's like a, a deaf, dumb, and blind kid who plays pinball, and that's the whole story. And there's magic in there somehow. You just got to <laughs> lean well, in. But let's, let's dissect a couple of elements here, because I think it's useful to go a bit, bit more narrowed focus, just so I don't sound like a completely ignorant prick, right? Which is so like... <laughs> When you I sound like you should wait is at TGI Fridays to go and see a jukebox musical. <laughs> <laughs> but when I went to see <laughs> when I went to see the Anne Juliet one, right? I mean, you know, the show mm-hmm. begins, someone walks out on stage, and then they break into song, right? And I know that they didn't write the song, so like when I go and watch like live music, like I went to see Michael Kiwanuka a, w- a little while ago. I don't know if you know him, he's a fucking talented guy. And watching him perform his music, you're like, Phew, like wow, what a, what a performance, right? Whereas this is like, oh, you're just singing that song. So it doesn't feel to me like that much of an achievement for them to perform it. But I guess some people are really into that, you know? Uh, so that's kind of one element that I have a problem with, you know? It's, it, it just, it's just like, it's like, a, it's like a kind of karaoke thing, right? Like, and I guess that some people want to go and do that, you know? That's for them, you know? And, you don't give a fuck if you hear like an incredibly talented vocalist who's like really connecting with the piece and like leaving on the stage you're like this is fucking karaoke mate <laughs> yeah but I'll tell, you, I'll tell you what it is it's the let me give you let me get uh, this is good though because we're getting to the narrow we're, we're going to narrow down on what is so you know and juliet she comes out and it's like duh, 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 and you're like oh god how many hours am i going to be here for right whereas right i went to see girl from the north country quite a few years ago the bob dylan inspired thing right and I was like, which bob, people yes. said was not good but yeah, I, also, also how, like, how would love bob dylan <laughs> let me see there doesn't seem any terms in this question where it won't go no, wrong but anyway the thing is that we're drilling we're drilling down to the real issues howard and that's the skills that katie and rick and i have but it's drilling down to the vision. But I thought that was the single bleakest experience I'd ever had in any art form because it's basically about the poorest people in America a uh, hundred plus years ago. And the only thing that actually elevated the misery of this 
play, which is very well performed and very naturalistic. I think that's maybe what I'm 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 disliking. It doesn't feel naturalistic a lot of the time what I'm watching. Uh, and and you know when I when it is naturalistic, it, it, it like on the girl from the North Country, it was amazing. And then they, and then they pull you out of that by singing a song. But the songs that they were singing was were completely reinvented. And I think that's one of the things I often don't hear in some of those things. I'm I'm clearly an idiot. What's the next question, Dave? Well, no, no, I don't no, think no, you're no. An naturalistic. Idiot. Naturalistic. There's that man in that white suit that comes out and does like a Jesus number. <laughs> in what? In what one? In what? In the, in, the, in the girl from the North Country? Yeah, I remember that. But there's in a that, bit where there's big... a very, very beautiful. Uh, she was in Eastern England. This, 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 this. I think she's actually ended up getting into Hollywood. This, this particular actress, but she kind of breaks into this one song that they completely reinvent. It's a, it's a song from the 80s that most people wouldn't know from Dylan, but it, 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 it was really powerful at times. I was completely, I was completely like there with them, but so often I don't feel. So if you get karaoke, you want it to be like, you want it to be like mashups and reinvented. Reinvented. It's, it's kind of the same. Yeah, it's, it sounds, it sounds the same like how you're, you're more comfortable with the songs you may be aware of or melodies that you're akin to. So then when they are either interpolated or redone. It's, it's yeah, reserved. I mean, I had to go and watch Dirty Dancing once and I was just like, uh, you know. Okay, but I also think you're just choosing like old fogey musicals. <laughs> and I think... Um, <laughs> Do you like story? Like, <laughs> I like stories. That's why. I Do you like stories? Like, I think. Can you, like, read? can you read? Are you literate? Um, is my first question. Have you ever been young? Or like, have you ever been? Yeah. Do you like Do you believe in? Uh, <laughs> would you like a card? Would you like a cardigan, Grandpa? But also, like, what kind of stories do you like? Because okay, you know, let me give you an example, right? Of what I like. Yeah, we're gonna find you a musical, Howard. Can I, can I just say before, just just um, rather than us all making this about laughing at Howard, I can also admit that I'm somewhat of a philistine when it comes to musical theatre. Normally, someone will suggest something for me to watch, but I normally tend to go with some of an open mind. So the shows I've seen, and you guys can give me a facial reaction based on what you think of them, are the following. So I've seen Thriller. I've never even heard of that. Don't know who. Don't. So, no, so Thriller is like her. a Michael Jackson musical. Her. And then, yeah, never heard of Avenue Q. Love Avenue uh, Q. Pretty good. Really good. that one. Um, uh, Book of Mormon. Love. Uh, Dreamgirls. Love. Fantastic. Classic. Vocals um, outstanding. I think I was, I actually got offered an audition for Dreamgirls to play James go. Thunder early. And then when I heard the yeah, guy played James Thunder early, I was like, I'm not good enough for musical theater. But that guy was, that's an example of when you hear somebody, you're like, how is this person only on the stage where they should definitely be on screen like amazing yeah, performance. yeah. Fam- and- famously played by uh, uh, Eddie, Eddie Murphy, Murphy. Yeah, exactly. really yeah, couldn't sing that well yeah. either so not great but he he was um, tip, yeah, he was tipped for the Oscar at the time wasn't he and then Norbit came yeah. out is the legend <laughs> So yep. that's yeah, and then Norbit say. came. I think I think I'm trying to think. Oh, top of my yeah, that's it. Because I've seen other theater shows like I've seen like The Woman in Black, which I think is amazing, and that was really good. Um, but yeah, I think you said. Oh, so did you yeah. like those? Or, did you? How did you feel about those? I, those are I all liked, good. I liked. I liked them all. I think of those off the top of my head, I, I feel like probably enjoyed the nostalgia of Thriller. But um, of the ones I mentioned, I would probably say I enjoyed. And of course, fucking Hamilton. Sorry. And there, yeah, that, that's the best one I've seen because I've I'd never seen a, a musical which uh, the 
music, the numbers, musical numbers are part of the exposition straight away. Yeah. Mm. And um, yeah, it was amazing. And then having that style of um, delivery for songs and then having that juxtaposed with like amazing vocals for the b- ballad and even like King John, even the style in which King John was singing, I was like, this is amazing. So, yeah. See, Howard, those are contemporary, contemporary. Yeah, contemporary. Theater. Yeah, those are. And I will say, fresh. Girl from yeah. the North Country is also pretty contemporary. So I understand you yeah. enjoying I think, that. that I think sense. ultimately I need to, um, you know, sort my life out. Well, no, I think how do you, you just need to go to something that would genuinely interest you as opposed to what uh, the suggestion of what either um, high art in the form of musical mm. but I think is. I think it's also the, you know, I did go to this other one, which was linked to. Um, it was linked to those uh, uh, his dark materials uh, stuff, which I, I, you know, I knew a little bit about. I'd watched the TV show, uh, and you know, I kind of did. I read the books, and then I kind of went to this play, you know. And the guy comes out, and he's basically like, you know, a goblin took my. And I was just like, take me home now, take me home now. <laughs> Howard, we got to get you into some dark, dark, weird theater that like. Okay, well that could be a fun thing for us. I think what it sounds like is that you have to treat your uh, palette in the same way you treat your palette for like films and stuff. You have an idea of what Mm. aspects of uh, popular culture or history or uh, art interest you, and that should be represented in the musicals you go and see, as opposed to listening to people who go, "I think you're like this, Howard, because we're related or you have glasses." That's uh, yeah. What happens when you end up with someone goes, yeah. hello, I have a goblin. <laughs> I think you don't yeah. like anything that's too, like, panderingly performative. I think you would love, like, Book of Mormon. I think something that's, like, satirical and, like, leans yeah. into, like, this okay. is Broadway and we know we look fucking stupid. But also, yeah, okay. we're making the point. Well, I'll tell you yeah. the one thing I would say, just to conclude, okay. just to conclude this thing with something positive that I, I did see a long time ago. And I, I you know. The curious incident of the dog in the nighttime. That was a uh, great one. Did you like that? Or nobody, just... yeah, nobody could not. In, that was an incredible experience. But once again, it's worth pointing out. I felt the performances were. Uh, put it this way: if if you filmed it and I watched it on my TV, uh, it felt like a film. That's what I'd want. I'd look, when it when it's too. I don't know. It just feels when it becomes cheesy and hammy. It, that curious incident yeah. had none of that, and that's why it was I, one of the the great. You like good set design, set How, yeah, multimedia. He wants yeah. fine. Howard wants like minimalism and questioning mm. life and deep like ideas and like good storytelling. Before we move on, I just say the one thing: if you ever uh, weirdest one of the weirdest films I've ever seen is a film called Dogville. Have you ever heard of that? Which is by Lars von Trier, who's gone on to do some obviously very famous art has. But I recommend to anyone check out Dogville. It's got Nicole Kidman in it, and it's a film about a town. But the town is on is is we it's a it's a stage on a, on a it's an empty stage on a like on a in a theater so the whole film plays out uh, and there's like cardboard there's like um chalk drawings of the houses on the floor so it plays out in this make-believe world and i think it's one of the most kind of interesting things between theater yeah. and film i've ever seen so we gotta end- get you to yeah get you to some beckett some avant-garde beckett some end there's of the world way. kind of uh, yeah, I'll, I'll take you to the old Vic. We'll have a good time. <laughs> yeah, and I'm sure my wife won't have any issues with me just going out to watch theatre. 
Dane, over <laughs> to you, mate, for a final question of what's been a pretty good episode, really. I haven't fucked it up too much. I, I think it's been great. And uh, I guess I hope this question allows for you guys to demonstrate to our listeners your proficiency and and uh, and to honour yourselves. Um, I have an idea for a musical. <laughs> and great everyone, start. Everyone's about to laugh and scoff. And I've, all I've got so far ladies is i basically want a to do a musical which i think honors like 90s r&b and i kind of want the tracks to to be like an homage to like uh baby face who i think uh basically wrote the soundtrack for 90s r&b uh and I, the working title is called i don't want it because they're right, based, nice. based on the uh, affirmation you hear on the line when people say, if it's not like, if the love isn't like 90s R&B, I don't want it. Don't want it. Oh, okay. Okay. So um, that's kind of all I've got so far. And what I wanted to ask you ladies is, how, how do we take that, that concept and um, how would we make that into a... Uh, how are you going to produce this musical? A, how will we produce this, this hit musical? Okay, well, first and, uh, of by, all... We need to... contracts. Yeah, contracts first of all. Okay, let me sign my contract. Scrubble, 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 scrubble. Okay, thank you, thank this you is much. an NDA. Um, well, first you need a, a strong protagonist who wants something. So mm-hmm. maybe your protagonist is like, wants to, um, what do all R&B singers want? They want to like make sweet love till the break of dawn. Mm, yes, mm. To, okay. specifically till the break of dawn. Okay, perfect. Um, so we have our pro-tag. Uh, and then we have our antag. <laughs> an antagonist. Let's say who's, yeah, coming in strong. Uh, maybe from the past, let's say from the 80s, wants just like a wholesome, wholesome life. Doesn't want to make sweet love. Wants to wants to do those old, a, you know, those old like R and B videos where it would be like the stick thin like white models, and they'd be like wearing like gloves that were way too long, and we're kind of like yeah. that doesn't represent the sound. Yeah, so you have like the old R and B, which is just like white stick figure, long gloved suit wearing, um, like give yeah. me your love, give me, give me your love. Yeah, and yeah. and they're like, you can't make love till the break of dawn in. In this town, and it, and it's like a and it's like a subtext of misogyny, right? It's like no woman oh, needs to be made love to to the break of dawn. Twas a time when a woman just sat, listened to folk music in the kitchen. What's happened to that? What's with all this candle wax and and <laughs> cherry wine? Yeah, you should be seeing the girl yeah. from the old country with with Howard, and yes. so stay with yeah. Gertrude and you watch goblin-based musicals. Yeah, yeah, and you should be singing Bob Dylan tunes, not this R and B. Yeah, and then yeah. she like doesn't understand like her sexuality, but then she like she starts to be like, uh, 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 and then all of a sudden her like body comes alive, and she's like, <laughs> I like this. This this makes total sense. Yeah. I, I, I once heard a quote me- from uh, you know uh, M. I think it was um, M. One from Dead Prayers, where he was like, one of the reasons why like R and B vocalists is so performative and is so exaggerated is because the idea of serenading a woman like that was that particularly African-American women had been so dehumanized and had their womanhood kind of basically erased. So the idea that you have to sing with so much uh, embellishment in order to awaken that womanhood and sexuality and the women that uh, slaves are trying to uh, seduce. So you're out on the money there. I love That's it. the reason why all of, everything's, everything's so like, you know, I will do anything with you, cook your food, you're the most beautiful woman, I'll steal you from your man because you are trying to endear yourself to somebody who has it suggested to them from all of, society that they are not a uh, perfect sexual uh, being so that's why there's, there's so much that's amazing yeah. i never knew that and that is 
freaking awesome. So I want to convey that as well in the musical. Yeah. Light, but we need some boys to men in there, don't we? I was just about course. to say, yeah. well, you need, her, yeah. you need her pro tag to have a low point. So maybe she like goes to try moment and sing karaoke and yeah, moment of doubt. And like all the white people boo her and then she um, faints. And when she faints, like, the angels of boys to men come and sing her a song that's like don't yeah. give end of the road up. end of the road yeah yeah exactly <laughs> end of the road the song right yeah to the end of the road yeah mm-hmm. yeah that's and great then, and lovely yeah brian nice. mcknight comes out brian mcknight and craig david come out mm-hmm. uh that's and they perfect, tell her yeah. that they will help her rebuild her life uh, and help her become the pop star that she's born to be. So this seems all pretty sorted. Well, when are we going to book opening night? When's everyone free? I'm free tonight. <laughs> okay, good. Great. <laughs> free tonight. Which <laughs> sounds which obviously yeah. you free tonight, girl. <laughs> <laughs> but it's interesting what, actually. What, yeah. you, what you want to do this evening? We can just chill Ooh, in the free yeah. bar for us champagne wine. And pour you a, a bathtub with milk in it. Because that's what they said in R&B videos, right? Mm. Would you like to bathe in milk and honey? Jesus, yes. I'm going to have to buy... I'm, I need to yeah. go buy some milk then, girl. I want that. I want that. <laughs> you want whole milk. You want whole milk, Whole milk. Girl? Whole milk. Whole milk. I want, yeah. I want yeah. goat's milk, baby. Um, but the the thing I was going to say was just that you know the, the, with this what we've done over this last kind of um, really you know succinct brainstorm, it, it, you guys are kind of doing this every night, but on stage without actually talking, right? Like mm-hmm. to each other, you just. I mean, how complicated is it to come up with a musical every night? Um, I'd say that when once something is set, we all are agreeing to the rule of what's been set. And then we also have musical accompaniment that is coming in with us. So once we mm. do that, we add that to the arsenal of the brain. You're kind of just constantly adding information and taking it in and then shifting stories as we go. Every scene should not change the narrative, but add something, be gifting the story something as it navigates. Yeah, I mean... I don't know how the fuck you do that, but <laughs> because like I've seen it and I, I'm like, okay, cool. So we're just going to say like, okay, um, you know, uh, you know, the, whatever story you want to pick, you know, uh, Howard doesn't like theater, <laughs> yeah. you know, and then you, and then you guys just start singing songs about that. I, I just don't know how that's like a magic trick. Well, actually Howard doesn't like theater is a great idea for a title because we have a protagonist who like, who, might want something like never to see theater but he doesn't know what he needs which like he needs to connect with like the human condition and see his life Mm. reflected back to him through art and so like we already have like something to play against and we have a journey and a transformation for you to go on and like just having that first strong scene that that little seed of an idea gives the players like tons to generate and like we're doing two shows a day because we do Shamilton and we also do baby wants candy and they're both an hour long improvised and for me the challenge has been just like that's so much creative energy that you just have to it's like every day we're just like scooping our brains out twice a day every day and then in between i just have to be like like a corpse just like back totally to the coffin back to the coffin we yeah. go yeah yeah yeah, because I assume, and not to pry too much into it, but I assume alcohol and drugs don't help with this scenario. For some cast members. Um, Depends okay, on who you cool. are. We won't name them. But. No, no name dropping. But um, no, rest is so important. But also I think because we spend a lot of time together, we also like 
key into each other's minds and are able to, again, like pick on what we think is funny for each other or like gift each other is what we call it on stage. We'll gift each other either different song ideas or different uh, weird <laughs> weird quirks on stage that we know they can do and we love messing with each other too like last night we were in narnia and like my (laughs) my castmate like i had become this like eagle with axes for wings or whatever and so he's like (laughs) i saw his eyes light up like i'm gonna be a really cool mystical magical creature and i was like and you an ear of corn and it was just like such a dick move (laughs) (laughs) but is in that instance of like an ear of corn is that is there a way you can play that way like you maybe are the ear you you have you are the ear of the drummer from the band corn 100 oh, yeah. that's brilliant that is brilliant yeah, yeah. Just, I, I just recently watched i just recently watched woodstock 99 so it's a, it's a popped into my head but no i, I just I, I think it's i think it's amazing and, and i just wanted to find out like um if there are particular elements or aspects of a formula that's required to take an idea like that and how much you can expand on it because I'm genuinely passionate about this idea. I think it works. And it's probably because I've been influenced by seeing, you know, a lot of these shows like Thriller and um, uh, Get Up Stand Up, which is the new, like, Bob Marley musical and stuff as well. Well, I tell you what, no, as well, Dane, like, and it's, I'm sorry to anyone who finds this offensive, but there's a number of things about the the crimes and uh, (laughs) uh, the the, the evaporation and and the, the, the deletion of R. Kelly's work from our life, right? Because he's a horrendous human being. But those in the closet films that he did if you remember those shorts he did were fucking genius well, you should what, maybe maybe watch some of the late episodes before you <laughs> i'm aware that they descend into horrors but the beginning when you watch the first ones <laughs> you cannot turn <laughs> any further um, i'm just like <laughs> the first Howard. few are quite fun Howard, i'm pretty you, sure the first few are quite fun how are you you don't like and the first sip of petrol for somebody or the first half of petrol is probably fun too howard it's yeah. uh when it lingers, then that's what that's the cause. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. Brain damage. That's why I said face, Howard, because I am campaigning for us to remove this idea of even trying to slightly humanize R. Kelly based on his discography. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, yeah, yeah, I'm not, I'm not defending anything. He hasn't got a, can't hold a fucking candle to Babyface. Yeah, I'm just pointing out that the, that that comedy it was a comedy sketch musical sketch series which I just haven't got many examples to reference in the particularly in the R&B world. It was a it was at the time I thought quite a unique thing, but obviously he's a sex criminal, so we're not I'm not a fan obviously of anyone who does that. Make that very clear. Uh, make that very clear. Got, although it sounds uh, like you'd watch the crimes of R. Kelly as a musical, Howard. No, 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 no. Even no. if it's even if it's a um, even if it was a musical strictly to demonize R. Kelly with Bob Dylan music with Bob Dylan, with Bob Dylan music. <laughs> Howard. Well, it feels like we've made it to the end of this episode without the guests leaving, Dane. So let's uh, let's ask them to tell us about themselves. Raquel, Katie, thank you so much for taking the time to come on the podcast because I know you are busy in your very successful run at the Fringe. Um, for those of our listeners who may miss you at the Fringe, how can they find out more about your good works, past, present, and future, and where can they find out about all the work that you do with Shamilton and Baby Ones can do? 
Yes. Uh, well, you can follow me on social medias on Instagram at Rockwell826, and all the shows that I'm doing will be in my bio. Links are always in the bio. Uh, and as far as Baby Wants Candy and Shamilton is concerned, you can check us out at babywantscandy.com and on all social media links. We also have Spotify and iTunes or Apple Music links as well. Oh, are you coming to London as well? Are you going to be doing it in London before you head back stateside? I don't think so, but uh, there might so. be future plans to come to London. Maybe. Not, not, yeah, not now because I live there, and obviously that. Yeah, Howard. <laughs> I know, I, I know you guys are busy, but I think you should you should come to London definitely. I think that a Soho run would be very much welcomed, and I'd definitely come to you. Yes, I I perform all over New York City with Baby Wants Candy and with uh, my other musical improv group Empire, and also I do a solo improvised cabaret show called Katy Berry Electric Bitch, and. Um, and uh, my Instagram is at Katie Berry Comedy. Yeah, I don't know. I've got some fun things in the works that hopefully will start popping out into the world. But um, yeah. So if, if you follow listeners, you can find out more about the good works that are going to be springing forth from Baby Wants Candy and Raquel and Katie. Thank you so much again. Thank you for coming on the show and tolerating Aww. me and my. Nonsense. Howard, we love you. H- Howard. Howard, we love you. You, are, you just need to r- find the right theater for you bb it's gonna be fine i swear howard, you're, you're an improviser's dream anyway there's always one cynic being like i can't see how i could possibly like this so you know howard you you need to write your own musical and do your own jazz hands in the comfort of your own home. like i'm so doing fun. howard that's why that's why i love it so much i'm currently working on it i only have a title and a theme so far but as you can see for the right for the right improvisers and producers that's all you need yeah yeah no i'll just fit that in between my full-time job rearing two children and doing a podcast but yeah no sure well, I'll, I'll work out I'll, I'll find that time that's why you should have said animals Howard that's why you should have said animals you should have had some dogs Howard should have yeah. could have been a different full line full circle different line different perfect line. episode full circle thank you thank you you've been listening to Dane Baptiste questions everything hosted by Dane Baptiste and myself Howard Cohen our guests were Katie and Raquel from Shamilton can follow katie on instagram at katie berry comedy and you can follow raquel on instagram at rockwell 826 for more from dane and myself make sure you follow us on instagram at dane snaptiste and at the howard cohen please don't forget to rate review and subscribe to us wherever you get your podcasts if you have a question for dane make sure you send us a dm on instagram at dbqe podcast and we could feature you in our next episode thanks for listening guys and remember question everything insanity group planning for your next trip elevate your travel style with quince quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway like european linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.